Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? Doing okay. (laughs) Tired. Uh, Well, yes, you know. You know how it is. It's that dark time of year. Life. Um, <laughs> time <laughs> time about to change. Yeah. We're recording this like way in advance. So yeah, it's just um the time change is coming. We're we're still like the Halloween hangover, you know. Is in full effect. Yeah. Over here. I yes. need to get Reese's peanut butter cups out of my house. None came in this year, or they didn't tell me that they did, which is entirely possible because I, I really am not a, I don't have a sweet tooth except for those in pumpkin pie. Yeah. Anything else I can avoid. Oh, if they got pie. chips, I would eat them all. <laughs> they really, somebody should do that to like cut all the sugar, put little bags of chips. And, um, we actually, so we handed out candy this year, but not really. We like put a bucket like way on the end of our driveway. And then we sat way back and we had a, uh, a little fire in our fire pit between us and the people, because we figured like, I don't know. Um, also, I don't, I haven't hand, I've, that's the first year we've handed out candy. Cause we always would not last year, but before that our kids were always going out or doing things with friends. So like we weren't home. Mm-hmm. And so it was really strange. A kid dressed as a hamburger almost fell in our fire pit. Oh no. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so what happened was like trick-or-treating started and all of a sudden, all of our candy was almost gone. And my husband was like, what do we do? And I was like, well, we either have to put out the fire because like, <laughs> it's really obvious that like we did have candy or something. we have to like put out the fire and turn off the, all the lights and go inside and hide, or we need to go get more candy. And so he went and they had a deal on Reese's peanut butter cups that were buy two, get one free. So he bought Ooh. nine bags. Oh my goodness. And then everything slowed down. So we have like, <laughs> of course it did far. Yeah. Um, that's dangerous. My kids were given, um, actually one of my kids is homesick, which was sad because that's like his favorite holiday. And so I took the little two with a small group of people that we're friends with and, um, they defected. There was this group that defected with my friend's husband. He was basically stuck with all the older kids (laughs) and it was my friend, Bethany and I, and my friend Danica and just babies. And so we had this leisurely, they were, we were just lost them. And, um, they had, they ended up having a great time, but they told us afterwards when they came back that I have to do, I do have to say, we live in a small farm town, but someone had given them apples and they, so my friend's husband said that they all immediately took them out and were eating them. And he was like, do I let, I guess we're eating apples that someone we don't know gave to them. And they were saying, he was saying, number one, like it was weird that they went for the apple and number two, um, how much different this is than when we went trick-or-treating back in the day when they'd be like, there's razor blades in there. I need to check it yes. for you. And there could be LSD and all this stuff. We thought I was it was like, like well, snow white. Like if you yes, got an apple, it was because it was, was covered like- in poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't, I mean, we were worried about strange things back then. Our parents, like, I don't know. We were talking, were we talking about this? Who was, who was I talking to about this? About how, like, you know, our grandparents had like the war, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to 
<laughs> and everybody has things to worry about. And then we're like, what did our parents have to worry about? And we're like, stranger danger. <laughs> stranger danger in LSD. Do you remember? I So we were talking about this on Halloween night after our kids had eaten the apples and they were fine. We, I remember being in Catholic school. I hope I haven't told this on the podcast already, but going to um, uh, an assembly for the K through eight. And there was a guy there who I think was a police officer, but maybe not, but like some sort of safety official. And he gave a talk to us on not accepting stickers or stamps from strangers. Yes. Specifically ones that have like Bozo the Clown on it because okay. they're laced with LSD. When you lick yes. it, it's LSD. And I was terrified of that. Like I, I used to love stickers and I was like, mm, I can't like. Sticker collecting was like laced. It hit its high point when we were yeah, like that the age. stickers and all that. And the scratch and sniff. Yes. Like it just stickers. ruined it for me. Man. Yeah, we we definitely we had an officer come along and do the whole thing. And yeah, it's like it it's kind of funny now to think about did they honestly think that they were gonna come to our little rural grade school? And be like, hey kids, here's free drugs. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know. I know they are trying to get customers, but you would think the elementary and preschool set was not like the, you know, the target market. Well, yeah. Like how many second graders <laughs> are like, yeah, now now I have to drive in my car to go find this guy who gave me this stamp who <laughs> I don't know. Like we were in the middle of no, I just but it makes you yeah you know, like hyper vigilant in a way that I don't think we necessarily need to be. I know I've told you the story, but one time when I was big in my running phase, a few years ago, before my knees bothered me, I was running on this dirt road near my house and this truck pulled up alongside me and slowed down. It was like this very kind looking old fellow who didn't like English wasn't his first language. And I thought he was going to ask me for directions. And he was just like, so like, he's just happy, looked joyful. And he handed me two tomatoes. and said, have a nice day and like drove off. And I was like, he's trying to be so nice, but like, cause we are in a farm town. Like he saw me, yeah. I don't know what about the running was like, this girl needs some tomatoes, but like two you figured gorgeous, you'd be hungry when you got back from your run. two gorgeous looking tomatoes. And I was like, I just have to put them down now that he's gone. So I don't hurt his feelings, but like, yeah, I can't, I can't accept tomatoes on a run from a stranger. There was a guy that used to come to our library a lot and he knew that my son was interested in birds and he made these really cool bird houses and he was like yeah come by my house sometime and I'll get you a birdhouse anyone you like because you know he just like what he saw in my son was like an, mm-hmm. another like a little baby birder you know and so he's in a <laughs> I can't go to this he's like yeah follow me back to my house right now I'm heading home and I'm like oh we can't we have we have something we have to do I'm like and this is how we all get murdered by the murder. Don't go to the second location. <laughs> the murder murderer. <laughs> okay, so this is our last episode of the mm-hmm. season already. Sure um, so we're gonna put over in the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com all the places to find us while we're on our break, so that we can all stay connected. And um, that will be it. Did I say that at the homeschool sisters? Dot com. I think I said that already once. I think, but we'll did. put our Instagram and ways to sign up for our newsletters and and take our quiz. Stuff. Yes, if you haven't already. Yeah, find out if you're a Kate or a Kara. 
<laughs> Would you take tomatoes from a stranger? You're not a Kate or a Kara. <laughs> we appreciate the gesture, but we don't want your stranger tomatoes. Although you did look very kind and I'm sure they were probably fine. I know. That's I think thing. he was trying to spread joy. He had like kind, like he was like an old guy. Like, but we grew up thinking that there was no such thing. There could have been LSD in those tomatoes. <laughs> if I ate them, or I razor could have blades. High. Or razor blades. Right. You know what? That's what he does. He just drives by and he sees runners and he's like, hey. <laughs> what you need is two tomatoes. You think running gives you a, a good boost of endorphins? Let me tell you about a little thing called LSD. I don't know if LSD. But also sure there's endorphins. the logistics of it because I wasn't very close to home. This is kind of like the crayfish conundrum because... What am I, can you imagine if I'm run, if I've got like a mile and a half to run back home and I'm carrying two gigantic <laughs> I would definitely end up on the Facebook. This is my thing where I go to the little free libraries and then I'm like, how much do I want this book that I have mm-hmm. to get it back home? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how big is the book? And can I use it as like a weight? Can I, yes. can I get two and have them be like, look, I'm equal, doing weights. Equal I'm... weights on either side. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we uh, will have all of our links over there. You can come over, follow along with all our adventures that we're having. You're having huge stuff happening with Never Bored Learning mm-hmm. and lots of, lots of good things and surprises. So make sure you're following us while we take our holiday hiatus. Yes. Um, and today we're going to talk about a question that we get asked all the time and something that I, is it safe to say something we've both experienced? Uh, yes. I, <laughs> I don't want to speak just for you this morning, as you know. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't want to speak for you because that's the thing. Okay. So we're going to talk about when our kids resist school, mm-hmm. but I think it's some part of the reason that we get so stressed out about it is because people don't talk about it. Right. And then we think everybody else's kids are just showing up at the table at 7 30 a.m. with smiles on their faces, ready to spend the entire day learning and being right. perfect little angels. And also as much as you and I like to be transparent and real here, it's, it gets t- kind of into that tricky water where you're, you're almost sharing too much about your kiddos. You know what I mean? Right. Like when they're, cause they're having a really hard time and yes, it happens to us, but like how much do I share? without well, we sharing were, yeah. like the reasons behind it and like all of that stuff. We were just talking this morning about how neither one of us can handle seeing like kids crying or being sad or anything. Yes, and it's I like, start crying too. <laughs> you know, those people who um will like play pranks on their kids and be like, you know, I don't know to be on Jimmy Kimmel or some, not Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. Who's the other Jimmy Kimmel? No, isn't it Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel that I has think it them is. eat the candy? Or, I don't know because I can't watch that kind of stuff because I don't like it. I don't like it when people like show mm-hmm. their kids in like a really bad moment that they, they brought on, mm-hmm. especially that, that really bothers me. I think it's just right. yucky. So it's like the home videos where people get hurt, right? They're not the funny ones. Like I need the home video show without those ones. Yeah. I want them edited out, but I don't like purposely making kids cry. No, no. So it's hard to be like, Hey, we had a super crappy homeschool day today and I'm going to tell you all about it and still protect our kids in that way that like, they're just kids like, right. And they're entitled to have bad days and we have bad days and no one goes on mm-hmm. the internet and talks about us. Exactly. So 
Yeah. Yeah. So it makes it hard, harder to be so I think real with this. Yeah. But, but it, it just, definitely happens here and it happened here this morning in a big, big way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it happened here for about 12 years um, on and off. I just, I had a, one of my kids, like <laughs> I only have two. So you're going to find out real quickly. I know uh, this is the part, <laughs> you know, um, but he just was always kind of like had ideas to do his own thing. Like it was like, I would rather do this than whatever you pulled out today. And for so long, I struggled against that. And then when I sort of was like, okay, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to, you know, we switched gears. We got way more interest led and unschooly here and life was suddenly a lot easier. And now, but I still worried, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I was like, okay, we're doing this, but like, this is like the great experiment you know, um, which Rachel Wolf has a really good post about that. We'll have to link to it in the show notes about homeschooling and sort of like unschooling being like this great experiment and how it turned out. And I feel like now I'm, I'm kind of starting to see how that's turning out. And I've got a kid who's going to college early and he loves it and he's thriving and he's, he's doing great. So And that's great because in college you can, you have more autonomy and you can kind of choose for the most part what you're interested in, depending on the school that you go to. So it's getting them to that point. Cause I also have one of my kiddos is very much like your son. It's not the one that was having trouble this morning, but same, same. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants to do high school next year, which I'm all about, but I'm like, your struggle is going to be like listening, following (laughs) doing what they want you to do. Cause you can't, you know, like I'm like, going sure. What's high your school? idea? Like, what are you like, going to mm-hmm. Okay. In yep. person, like, okay. Yep. That's what I thought you were saying. I just want to make sure, but. No, oh, I probably said it wrong. Yeah. No. Words, are, words are hard to say. <laughs> it was like, it was like 10 57. I was like, I'm spent. <laughs> it's not even, it's not even lunchtime. <laughs> That's never good. No. And you're like, it's fine. Chipotle app. Everything's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Except I just told myself I need, and my Chipotle filled me again. So I'm mm. mm-hmm. yeah. Don't they know how much we need them right now? Seriously. You're letting me down. Don't you know how much I'm depending on you, Chipotle? <laughs> right. That's all we're asking for is we, just a little just bit of guac on a bad day. Need guacamole support. We just need the support of smashed avocados, please. And thank you. Why is it so hard to find a good avocado anymore? Anyway, oh, I don't know. What are your tips for <laughs> when your kids are at school? Oh, I was just saying before we went on the air that I feel like a like a fake even suggesting things that I wrote down on our notes last week when we were talking about this because of the way this morning went down. <laughs> but I would I would say, um, but that's just what everybody has to remember is that you're not alone. Like we all have those, those bad days and bad stretches. And Mm -hmm. that's, so that's number one, like you're not alone Mm -hmm. at all. And I feel like they go in phases too. Like you'll be in a good phase and then they'll all be kind of popping up and then they eventually go away. And so to remember that too, that it isn't always consistently hard. It can be consistently hard for a while, but it will go back down in my experience. It's just there's seasons, but um, I would say pick your battles and what is, you know, an absolute will ruin your day if it doesn't get done and what's like negotiable and work with your kids and give them choices and things like that. That said, some days just throw in the towel 
because some days, you know, it would happen in public school too. Like think of the times that you just zoned out. I had days I zoned out or I like read a book <laughs> in the back of class, <laughs> you know, like there's whole You're days that rebel. I missed because I was daydreaming. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think there's, um, definitely throw in the tall days and I don't think we should feel bad about those because sometimes throwing in the towel is exactly what you need to do for the next day to be better. Right. Cause you, you know? get in a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, sometimes you need to throw in the towel and have everybody like go to their separate spaces and like clean the kitchen counters or something. I don't know. Do something completely different. That's just like, separate I accomplished corners. something. See, I'm not failing in every single way because that's where my head is right now because we had a really terrible homeschool day. So I feel like I'm just a big failure and everything's a mess. But look, I just, I wiped down this counter and now it doesn't have cracker crumbs all over it anymore. Yay me. I'm going to go watch Outlander, you know? <laughs> or if they, if they like reading or if they enjoy audiobooks or podcasts, you can send them to separate corners and have them do that. And that is still educational. Yeah. It's just, you know, it gives you a moment too. Sometimes I feel better if I just read even like a chapter. I just have quiet-ish for a bit because yeah. I have a sensory overload by everybody. Yeah. setting each other off like fireworks <laughs> what is that how it just takes one yeah one spark and then it like it is like fireworks like those old school firecrackers yeah yep. where it's like pop 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 so what about games how can games help with this Okay. So if it's really bad, then you can use one player games, which I have done a lot. I've used them for when we used to do quiet time and we did quiet time way past when naps had expired. I wish we could still do it, but it was just kids activities got too hard. Um, but I would still be doing it if I could, but it's a great way to send your kid away with something to a separate corner, but also just connecting, whether it's like one kid who needs connection and you can just tell because he or she is like really, really struggling and you play a game with that kid just so you can get some one-on-one -on -one time in. Or if you play a silly game as a family, like something that's not going to be like uh, smacking each other <laughs> or like one-upping each other. It has to be really goofy. Like not right? sorry. Don't play sorry. Don't, Don't play, play sorry. Yeah. Don't pay oh, tr gosh. trouble or purchasey. Yeah. You don't want that. Stuff. Okay. Do you have a post on games not to play when <laughs> <laughs> I would highly suggest cooperative games if you have any, but also like really, yes. really goofy ones where you can't help but laugh. You have a great post on cooperative games. I actually just sent that to somebody who was asking me about sibling squabbles. And I thought of that post and I thought of how sometimes it can help to get everybody on the same team. Like literally you're playing on the same team with a good cooperative game. We still love those games by we'll have to link to them in the show notes. Um, but it's one company they're out of Canada. It's a family. They do like harvest time, Max. Oh, were they little orchard or something? I forget because you did those and I did peaceful kingdom. And then you yeah. talked about them, but my kids had already outgrown. So I, I wished I had played mm. them, but we hadn't. Oh, those were so good. I'll though. find them again. Cause I remember looking them up for a previous episode. I don't know what episode it was, but our favorite was Max because you're, you're trying to keep Max from, you're trying to keep Max like giving him treats to keep him away from bothering the, the mice and the squirrels and the birds and things. And Max is a cat. Did I mention that part? No, otherwise but... it just sounds like 
I'm talking about a man that you're trying to keep away from. <laughs> I loved Richard Scarry's Busy Town. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, we we have a lot of good memories, but yeah. but even then, like you have that's a skill. So even though you're playing a cooperative game, it's not going to be like don't expect that if you play it and everyone's heated that automatically they're going to be awesome teammates with each other. You need to right. kinda, you need to teach it and coach it for a while, and especially in the early years, game schooling can be really um, frustrating and ugly. Yeah. But it's worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Because now, like not all the time, but a lot of times if my kids are in bad moods and I say like, you want to play a game? Like, should we stop things and like pull out a game? A lot of times, most of them will opt to play, even mm-hmm. if they're mad at each other. Yeah. Not all and of time. course, I mean, if people haven't listened to, if this is the first time they're listening, um, we've done game schooling episodes and you have so much on your site about how games really are learning. And it's just kind of a different way to approach. Like, let's say your kids are just really struggling with math that day because they don't want to like write numbers that day. And it's like, they're melting down. And it's like, you know, my hand hurts and I'm tired, my hand's tired and, you know, and everything else. And then instead you say, okay, well, let's play a game that has math elements to it. It's just a different way of, but don't tell them that. <laughs> right. And virtually yeah. every game, especially in the early years has a math component. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like if you're struggling with this sort of resistance and stuff, even if you're not thinking about math, you are teaching your kids coping skills and communication skills and handling frustration and all those things play into that whole resistance piece. Yeah. So we're not just teaching academics in our homeschool and some kids need more focus on that social piece than they do on the academics. Yeah. And without going into any detail, because again, we don't want to like talk mm-hmm. about our kids and their particular struggles all the time. That's not mm-hmm. something that you always want to just put out there. But we were talking this morning about helping our kids to learn coping skills. Mm-hmm. And that can be a big thing too, when they're struggling, when they're having trouble with learning something, they're getting mm-hmm. frustrated, they're getting overwhelmed, they're getting um, down on themselves, things like that, you know, taking time um, this is a benefit of homeschooling. We can take a minute to step back. We don't have to keep up with 29 other kids or whatever. We can take a minute to step back and we can say, okay, I think what's actually going on here is this child is frustrated because they feel like their sister understands a math concept and they don't, and their sister shouldn't because she's younger or, you know what I mean? Like yep. it's, it's something like that. So, um, I always talk about like the behavior thing where, um, an iceberg, we only see the top mm-hmm. 10% of an iceberg. And that's like, I think about that with behavior. Like that's what behavior is, is, is it's the top of the iceberg. That's what we see. We don't see all this stuff underneath where it's like, you know, they're frustrated, they're overwhelmed. They feel like they're not getting something. They worry if they're um, somehow, because we're not just, we're, I'm going to talk about this in a minute too, but like, we're not just a teacher. Mm-hmm. We're mom. They want like mom's unconditional love, even if they're struggling with a concept or feeling resistant to something. So, yeah. 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 I can, I can really relate to the part about being, um, hyper aware of where other people are in relation to your own skills in certain subjects. We have that because, um, my three kids are super close in age. And so there are some subjects where like the youngest one is above others, and mm-hmm. like similar things like that. And people are really aware of that. And that can play into the resistance too, because then that person either thinks they aren't good at that subject or doesn't want to do that subject. 
Right. And be a, that can be a whole thing. And we have that going on yeah. here for and, sure. Yeah. And just the idea that, you know, really in a school setting, you're not sitting next to your brother or sister. No. <laughs> um, and there's just that built in. Um, when you're in a classroom, you are very aware that there's a whole host of different skills. And some people are really good at some things and bad at others. Mm-hmm. But when you're in this like little fishbowl at home, it can be hard to realize. And, and then you think um, for this particular child performs well in the subject, mm-hmm. but it's just that another child just loves the subject. So then, right. you know, that doesn't mean that you're not good at it because someone else loves it. Right. They can so love sometimes. It. Yeah. Sometimes what you need is a, to find an opportunity for a child that's struggling with something to shine somewhere else too, mm-hmm. you know, and pull back from that a little bit. And if it's mm-hmm. like, they don't want to do handwriting right now and it's hard for them pull back from that. Because this is a special season, all dedicated to helping all of us get back on track with our homeschools. We're doing something a little different. The Waldock Way is partnering with us to bring you every single episode of the podcast this fall. We would not have been able to do this special season without Jessica and her family. And even better, we love that we get to partner with a homeschool business that we both use and love. Yes. The Waldock Way brings you unique resources that help ignite a love of learning in your children. Their products encourage you to follow your child's lead and learn alongside them every day. Kate, what are you guys looking forward to doing with the Waldock Way? Okay. So I'm so excited because I, my oldest is a boy scout and has been for several years. And then a couple of years ago, my youngest joined cub scouts and this year, my daughter joined girl scouts. And so, and they all love nature. So we're doing the survival unit study that Jessica has on her site. And it's all based on, I don't know if anybody has read the bear grills books, but they're, Mm, my kids are obsessed with them. And so this basically teaches you to be your own bear grills. And there are daily and weekly lessons. There is a trivia game. You learn not various, knot tying, you learn survival tips. You learn all about bear grills and his, like how he got to be who he is today. Um, and then Jessica always provides tons of extension activities like YouTube playlists and games that you could read and additional books that you could read if you're interested. And I just know that my, my kids know that I have it. And we, we had actually started it this summer, but then we were so busy that I was like, no, we need to just wait until summer is over and then scouts start. And so girl scouts just started, started a little late this year because of everything. And, um, so we're, we're going to dive in now that some of the sports are over. Well, as a thank you for joining us in this new season, Jessica is offering our listeners 15% off everything in her shop, including that awesome survival study that Kate was just talking about. Um, Just use the code SISTERS15 at checkout at thewaldockway.com. And we'll make sure to put that in the show notes over at thehomeschoolsisters.com as well. And thank you, Jessica and family. Thank you. So I think when we're thinking about resistance too, we have to take into account the developmental piece and like where our kids are at, because I have a teen now and I can give an example. This isn't learning, but this is kind of like the, the way that they are. Um, so we, my, my kids are doing a hiking club this fall and it's cold here now. So it was in the, it was like 24 this morning when I woke up. And so the hiking club requires that you bring your backpack and no matter the weather, you should have hat mittens and a jacket and flashlight. And like, there's this whole list. And so my oldest who's boy scout and 
you know, done all these Boy Scout things. Like, I don't need all that. This isn't appropriate to the weather. So I had to show the email, be like, just put it in your bag. I don't care. Just put it in your bag. So he shows up with his bag packed because I had, I had to check it. That was a struggle right there. And I was like, I just, I don't want to get in trouble because I read the email. It was very clear. And <laughs> having been a teacher, I get how annoying it is when like people just, you're like, did you even read the email? So he shows up in short sleeves and shorts to hiking club. And he looks so cold. Everyone's bundled up. I had winter hat on all my, the other moms have winter hats on and gloves. And you could see the teachers were both one teacher knows him. So she was just like, okay, here he is. The other one looked a little at first, like, oh my goodness. And I was like, he it's all in his bag. And so the other moms that I was hiking with yesterday were like, well, is he going to put his jacket on? I was like, I don't know. And at this point, like he's 13. I don't really care one way or the other, as long as he was following like the basic instructions. And so at the end of the night, we see them walking up. It's like five 30, it's getting dark. And he, he does have his jacket on, but then as he's getting closer and he saw us, he took it off and he stuffed it back in his backpack. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, yeah. did you, didn't you get cold? And it gave him this little like moment of just pretending like I didn't see it. Like you can just, you know, yeah, you do your thing. <laughs> I think that's true. We can create a lot of power struggles. Um, and you said earlier, pick your battles. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of it is managing our own expectations of our kids and seeing those ages and stages, like you said, for what they are and knowing that teenagers are going to try, it's very natural and normal and what they're supposed to do for them to start to pull away and have opinions and want to express them and all those things. And those are actually what we want them to do. We want them to develop and grow. Mm-hmm. It's just, it can be a pain when you're right. like, just sit down and finish <laughs> the page and then you can go and have all the opinions you want. Okay. You know, but yeah, so it's hard on us. So I think, you know, managing our own expectations, but especially to like when the when kids are really little, um, we hear a lot from homeschooling parents who their kids are like five or six and they're like, you know, he won't sit still for two hours at the table. And it's like, no, and ours didn't either. And that's totally. And my 13 year old still won't sit still for two hours at a table. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why some of us homeschool, honestly, mm-hmm. because we have kids that um, need to be more active when they're learning. I don't think that my husband could sit still at a table for two hours. <laughs> And how old is he now? No, I'm kidding. Um, but 49. And, and he's doing quite well in life and has become yep, a doctor. He did just so it's okay, you yep. know? Um, yeah. Um, so I think that's a big thing. It's just sort of like managing our own stuff and and thinking like, you know, is this um, a hill to die on or no? And realizing too that like you can teach your kids to be resilient. You can teach them to overcome obstacles. Um, you can teach them to follow directions and learn how to behave in a classroom without like forcing that every day in your home, because Mm -hmm. it's your home. And that's the most important thing I think. And so, um, I also, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, (laughs) um, not being a teacher, being mom, I don't mm-hmm. refer to my kids as my students. Um, I, they are my kids. We learn together. So um, not making homeschool and not making yourself 
Mrs. Anderson or whoever you are. Um, and then just like a couple of things that helped us, um, we're having like, because your home is your school and your school is your home. And, you know, I just said, don't make your home, but I mean, you know what I mean? You're all in the Mm -hmm. same place all the time. Um, having like a start and a stop to your school day, I think can help kids, especially if they're kids that kind of need to know, like, and if they're antsy and if they're like at the table and their little legs are just shaking and they just want to go and run outside and still have time to play. And you're like, okay, you know, we're done. So that can be lighting a candle that can be playing music that can be that you always start with the same, not always, because that's just not reasonable. Um, but you know, you generally start with the same subject and with the same stuff, like whatever works for your mm-hmm. home, but like having kind of like a clear way for everybody to be like, okay. And now you get to go do what you want to do and making sure that they have some freedom of that and play. You talked to, you were going to talk about play. Yeah. I think play is so important and, and also just physical activity, like tying in with that before. I mean, if you do have a kid who could meet criteria for ADHD, you, they're not going to sit, they will probably never sit still for two hours in a chair. So that kid's going to need to move. I mean, all kids need to move, but Mm -hmm. even putting that before math, sometimes there's actually science to show that that works helps your cognition on tough things and your resilience, but, um, that, that can be huge too. Plus it just lets them blow off some of that energy. Isn't it interesting that the way that traditional school is set up, we make the youngest kids sit still for the longest. Yes. You know, I mean, because by the time you get to middle school, you have passing periods, you have naturally built in, you're getting up, you're moving, you have a little tiny break built in, right. You know? And then, like you said, by the time you get to college, um, you might not love every class you take, but you, you get more decision and choice. And I think that, and you can space them. Like, I remember I was such a morning person. I would purposely like choose to get my stuff done early. And then I'd have the whole afternoon free. I know you can't do that in every school. And especially yeah. if you're like really in, like I made concessions, like I would rather take a class at 10 AM than this one that looks really cool. It's, you know, yeah. lifestyle. <laughs> as I but am, that's but- the thing is when you get to that point, you make the classes work for you and how you learn best. So why don't we just go ahead and do that in our homes up until we release our kids out in the world? However, that looks college. There's a town near me that flipped flipped the um, elementary and high school. You know how all the studies show that the elementary school kids should be up earlier since they Mm -hmm. are anyway. And then the high school goes later. So it's really funny when I've been swimming, driving to swim every morning in the dark now, because the time hasn't changed quite yet. There's like all littles out at the bus stop with their parents in the dark. Yeah. But I'm glad they're doing it because that's just... I mean, we're seeing it this year with even being morning people. My oldest is having a lot of trouble just being vertical mm-hmm. before 10 a.m. I wrote a post so about that. We'll see if we can find it because I wrote it for a, a, another site. So we'll see if we can find it. And if so, we can link to, to it in the show notes um, about teens needing um, more sleep again um, and different a different schedule. So we'll see if we can find that. I don't know if it's still up. Um, and it's hard. It's hard. If you're a mom that goes to bed early, I was mm-hmm. venting to you about this last night. That can be hard too. <laughs> yeah. My kids tuck me into bed now. They're like, I mean, they don't literally come in and tuck me into bed. Um, it's not like, okay, let's 
put mother's nightcap on and put her to bed. <laughs> um, that'd be creepy, but they they basically like, they know I'm up there with my chocolate and my tea and my silly little television show or my book. And they're like, okay, good night, mom. And then they're up for two more hours or three more hours or whatever. I need to get to that point. Mine do not yeah. want me to be asleep, but they also don't need me. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I'm not asleep. I'm usually just, <laughs> I'm usually just reading, but also my kids are older. Well, so I'm yeah, reading, I'm I think reading it happens too, but I read yeah. and then pass out in my book. Yeah. But I they think. keep coming in and being like, mom, are you still awake? I'm like, I was. <laughs> That's funny. Do you need anything? No, I was just going to see if you're still awake. So just thanks. making sure you're breathing. Okay, bye. Thanks, yeah. thanks for that. <laughs> Good night again. <laughs> Homeschooling would be so easy if it wasn't for the children. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I We just had a, a day in the life and never were learning with this mom, Carrie, who's awesome. I mean, every day in the life has been awesome, but she said that she has a mantra because she has triplets. Um, wow. And she's a single mom. And wow. she said she wakes up every morning and she reminds herself, they are my favorite people and I love them. Isn't oh, that awesome? Like yes. just even when you're in a hard season with like a bunch of kids and siblings and everything, these are my yeah. favorite people and I love them. Okay. So. And those are the kinds of cool things you get if you head over to Neverborn Learning. So we'll link that <laughs> in the show notes and the homeschoolsisters.com. And also, I mean, just lots of encouragement for play-based learning game schooling. And I really think the kind of thing that we've like, you're sharing the kind of thing that we've grown into. Cause we tried and it to can be do scary at first, more of a, not, I mean, neither, I don't think either of us was ever like hardcore, like school at home-ish, but I think we went from far more like trying to make sure we were checking boxes. So it had to look a little bit more like traditional school to like mm-hmm. where we are now. And I think that's what you share through your community, which is why it's such a good idea for. Thank you. It's just, really just the, go com- over the there community members are amazing. Like it's just a wealth of ideas. It's been yeah. so good. That's and, what you've said. And encouraging that. too, because, and people. I thought it would take a while to warm up to, for people to be like vulnerable. I didn't even know if that would come, but like it happened mm-hmm. right away. And people would I be like this, that. this crappy thing. Like we had this crappy day. This is what happened. And then people are like, here, like th- this happened at my house. Don't feel bad. Like this happened here. Do yeah. you remember last week you had that day that was so amazing that you did the da, 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 da. Don't forget about that. Like, it's just so Aww. I go on. I'm like, Oh, I love that. Well, and that kind of brings us full circle back to what we were talking about in the beginning that a lot of us have these kids that, you know, have resistant days. We have resistant weeks. We have resistant months. We have resistant seasons, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that happen and it's very normal, but you know, we don't always share about it because we don't want to violate our kids trust by talking about all of their problems with, you know, a lot of people. So, but it's very normal. Mm-hmm. And also you can resistance. feel like, like, am I a failure? Am I doing this wrong? Am I not good oh, enough? Yeah. Am I not cut out for this? You know, oh, is, yeah. are they, are they going to get into college or. I mean, that's the first thing we do, right. Is like when our kids, when things aren't going well in our homeschool, we, we blame ourselves first usually. Mm-hmm. And then we might get frustrated with our kids because it's like, oh, well, if they would only just sit still, or if they would only listen and not interrupt while we're reading aloud, or if they would only not do this, or if they would only, you know, 
um, because we give our kids a little bit more grace than we give ourselves, but just a little bit. And then, (laughs) and then, yeah, we just decide like we're failing. That's where our brain goes. Or if you have that moment. Oh, this isn't going well. It's because it's us. It's not because it's, but what could really be going on is it could be the wrong curriculum. It could be the wrong time of day. Your kid could have be going through an age stage. That's just challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it could be something completely unrelated, some unrelated stressor or, you know, thing that's going on that is making it hard, um, that your kid might need to learn in a different format or mode or whatever. Like there's so many other things that could be going on. And the beauty of homeschooling is that we can like do things in a way that does work for our families. But the hard part is there's so many options that sometimes it feels like, well, I've tried this and I've tried this and I've tried this and these things aren't working. So I must just not be good at this. And that's not true. Or Mm -mm. my kids just must not be, you know, kids want to learn. They might not learn what we want. They might not want to learn what we want them to learn, but that you can't stop them from learning. And a lot of times, like if you have multiple kids, one kid will learn one way and you think you have it figured out. And then the other kid throws you for a loop. Or another thing I was thinking as you were talking is how we put pressure on ourselves is that like, I remember several years ago, not this past Olympics, but the one before someone in my family, I, we were talking about Paris and I was like, where's Paris guys. And this child was like, it's in New York. And I was like, no, (laughs) it is not in New York. And so I'm like, gosh, we have to do geography. And then, then just like a couple months ago, someone mixed up what a verb is with an adjective. And I was like, ah, oh, my not do-. then you're like, have this tendency to like push the grammar or push the geography mm-hmm. and the kid knows why, you know? So that's just yeah. going to add more resistance. This is, is this because I said Paris was in New York mom. Yeah. They're well, that's dumb. what we do. We put it back on ourselves and we go into mm-hmm. fix it mode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We think, oh, okay. So this is, you know, this just happened. So now like, how do I fix this? When the truth is, like, if our child was going to school and they said that Paris was in New York, we would be like, oh, geez, you know, <laughs> like, and and it we wouldn't take, we wouldn't take it on our own shoulders as like right. a failing of, you know, like, oh, I'm not good at teaching geography because my child thought that, or how is this child ever going to get into college if they think that Paris is... Like I said, I have a kid in college. We're going through this whole process right now. It's kind of amazing how um, it's it's really just like another extension of homeschooling. It's just the it's like you you know just follow each step. Okay, so now we want to do this. How do we do this? You just send a bunch of emails, <laughs> figure out what's going on. <laughs> you know it. Yeah, we need to be a lot kinder yes, to ourselves. Do. Treat ourselves like we would a friend. Yeah. Or a sister. Mm -hmm. A sister. (laughs) I love that. I love that you can give the example of college now. Okay. Well, this is good. Yeah. We're going on break. Um, We will put over in the show notes at homeschoolsisters.com, all the places where you can keep up with all the things we have going on. All right. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey sisters, Kate here. I don't know about you, but I want to have more fun in 2021 and beyond. As a lifelong gamer, school psychologist, and homeschool mom, I have witnessed time and time again the power of play when it comes to learning. In fact, 
I truly believe that homeschooling can be almost all fun and games. Now, does that mean it's gonna be all sunshine, rainbows, and laughter? Heck to the no way. But I do believe we could all be having a heck of a lot more fun. A playful mindset can transform your homeschool routine and your family life. The best part? You don't need an overflowing game closet to get started. You can be a game schooler today with just a deck of cards, and I'd love to show you how. That's why I created Never Bored Learning. Never Bored Learning is a private online community for creative parents and educators who embrace play-based learning and game schooling. The goal of Never Bored Learning is to play more and learn lots in the process. Your Never Bored Learning membership includes access to monthly guest speakers, live Q&As, monthly day in the life family spotlights, monthly giveaways and promos with some of your favorite companies, a private blog, and an ever-growing library filled with printable resources, including documentation resources, challenges, and print-and-play games and activities. But the very best part of NBL is the private online community forum. This is not a Facebook group, and it is hands down my favorite spot on the internet. The community is a vibrant one, filled with creative parents and educators. I wake up every morning before my kids, I pour myself that very first cup of coffee, and I hang out in the MBL community forum. It's my favorite way to start the day, and I'd love to see you there. If you'd like to learn more about Neverboard Learning, visit neverboardlearning.com. That's N-E-V-E-R-B-O-A-R-D-L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G.com. And if you're not ready for a monthly commitment, but you're interested in getting your feet wet with game schooling, I invite you to sign up for our free seven-day game school kickstart, which you can find on mylittlepoppies.com, or enroll in our digital course, Game Schooling 101. I can't wait to show you the power that play can have on your homeschool and family life. I wish you a play-filled year, sisters. Chat soon. Bye for now.